Welcome to the most overrated, underappreciated, most viewed, underviewed podcast of all time. Welcome to the Prince of Fresh Air. This is your host, the most charismatic man in entertainment. And I got a special guest. He is the CEO of World Sounds Records. He's also worked with uh, Series XM, Hot 97, Power 105. He's a hustler. He's a producer. He does it all. Please welcome DJ Chase. How you doing, man? I'm chilling, man. Out here trying to get some exercise work this winter gut off. I got fat in the wintertime, so <laughs> trying, to, trying to work this gut off and, you know, get, get down and scale. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure everybody doing COVID is, uh, you know, put on that little bit of weight. <laughs> now, you know what's crazy? I definitely lost mad weight last year, and in December, I was in a hospital. And then, uh, no, beginning of this year, I was in a hospital, and then I got fat, and then I, I started eating more, and I started eating more and stuff. So, oh, she got it. So I started eating more, and um, you know, I just started gaining mad weight. So I'm like trying to get my weight back down to what it was because I was exercising crazy last year, and I lost mad weight. So now my my tight clothes that I lost weight with, I started it's just it's, it's not tight no more. So <laughs> try to get my tight clothes back on. You know what I'm saying? Try to get I ain't, I probably never gonna be a skinny skinny nigga, but I'm at least trying to get back down. You know what I'm saying? So right, <laughs> it's all good, bro. <laughs> Now, right, my so, weight is crazy. It go up and down crazy. So I be trying to like stay, you know, stay a certain weight and shit. Yeah, same. Yo, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's funny because uh, I usually hover anywhere from 250 to 290, but I never look it because I, I, I do a lot of weight training. But yeah, it, it's, uh, it'd be horrible. It'd yeah, be horrible. like, hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I didn't mention your podcast because I wanted to talk about it for a second. So, you host mm-hmm. the pregame party mix podcast, and you know I was honored to be a part of it. And I love the concept of what you do because you give a platform for content creators or you know people who are arti- artistic or have something they want to show the world. You give them a platform to share that. So how did you, how did you come up with that? And you know how's that journey been for you? Yeah, so basically I started back in 2006. I was podcasting, but nobody knew what it was. And everybody just thought, you know, everybody wanted to be on Hot 97 and, you know, shit like that. So I was, I mean, sorry, I'm not the curse, but everybody wanted to do a Hot 97. So then I started doing it. Then then we created the internet radio stations over here. And, um, you know, I used to record my podcast and, I mean, record the radio show and blast it out, like the interview clips. And then still nobody knew why I was doing it. Because I, I was one of the first kids to have a Mac. I had a Mac since like 2002. So oh, I had wow. a Mac. I had a Mac a long time. So and then I had my own Mac. I was using Mac in high school, and then I used like I was I was I was originating all that stuff. You know, before it became popular. So um, fast forward uh, to the pregame party mix. Yeah, I, I've always done it. I just revamped it last year. So the original podcast was the Worldwide Takeover Radio Show, and that was my original show. And then I had the pregame party mix podcast. I just started it last year during COVID. Cause I wanted to do something that was like interview based and bring back my radio show, and it would help promote my um, artists on my label, Worldwide Sounds Records. So that's what that's basically where it came from. It came from wanting me to promote my own artists and shit. Right, right, yeah, and and I commended you on that because there's not a lot of platforms that allow you know artists to uh, you know to come on and you know share the art with mm-hmm. the world. Um, but I wanted to ask you because we talked about this before, um, and it's one of the things I always talk about uh, when it comes to art is a lot of people f- don't understand promotion, right? You know, we mm-hmm. talked about it briefly. Um, people will, you know, come on the podcast, you and mine, and they forget to 
add their personality, add some character, you know, sell themselves to people. Uh, yeah, what are some things, you know, because you've been in the industry probably longer than I've been alive. Um, <laughs> you know, um, what are some things that you, you feel a lot of, you know, especially up and comer young artists fail at? Well, you know, it's different facets now. Like, honestly, like I was speaking to my guy Remo just like literally just now. And a lot of times, too, what artists lack, people, it's so many people in the world now that have access to the internet. It's not like when we had, like, when I, because how old are you? Like, I'm, I'm uh, 33, so I'll be 34 this year. So when I started, I started, I've, I've been doing this since a kid, right? And I see every, every, like, every aspect of the entertainment business, like, change from cassette tapes to, like, you know, and how hard we used to have to fight to, like, really get, rec- even just something recorded. Like, people could record on their phone. We used to we used to have to like pull out radio cores and stuff like that. So to say just to debate because because on my podcast it's not really just for artists. I just deal with artists because that's like in the realm of what I do. I, I keep it music based. So I deal with creatives. So to make a long story short and not to draw out the answer, it's in a sense of they have to interact. You know what I'm saying? Like and the thing is, I try to do it to where like the radio show, the podcast makes them interact and it, it brings out that because per- i'm somebody in music so it's not like i'm an outsider so it's right. not like somebody like that doesn't know the intricacies of artistry and stuff like that so you know but today the problem is everybody wants to go viral but nobody wants to do the work like nobody wants that that, that product everybody just wants to go viral even in corporate business now everybody wants to just be an internet celebrity but without doing any work that's why that's why we don't have it's 2021 and we don't have flying cars yet right if that if that answers your question oh most definitely i watch yeah. um you know i watch a lot of uh rappers cassidy takashi a bunch of other people talk about the industry and that's mm-hmm. one of the things they talk about is a lot of people um and it's funny because i i was doing a uh interview yesterday about this we live in a society now where people are rewarded for um doing viral things like look at bad baby mm-hmm. she signed the record deal and she wasn't even rapping. She was just a girl who went viral on Dr. Phil. Yeah. And she got and a then, but, see the, but see, the thing is, it's, it's, hurt, it's, not, it's not hurting. See, Pete is a quick come up, but all it's doing is hurting the industry, right? Right. Because at the end of the day, you have to be able to sustain that. I don't care what amount of money you throw at a project like that, especially somebody who owns their own company, right? So I own my own company, but I could take any, I could make anybody a star if I put 20, I mean, $2 million behind them. You could make any. You can make anybody a celebrity. You can make a cat celebrity if you put $2 million behind them. But the thing is, it's still not, in a sense, it's still, you still have to have that um that one-on-one thing. So it's like, if her music is trash, it doesn't make no sense because you're not, you, you, you basically, you're not making money off Instagram. You're making money off selling music. That's your, that's your number one core-based business. You know what I'm saying? So even like with me right now, I don't even want to do. I, I barely can work with artists because I have to ask first: Are you trying to go viral? Or are you trying to make good, good, good music that's gonna last forever? You are gonna get a check forever? You know? Right, right. Yeah. Um, and that leads me to another question. Um, mm-hmm. something controversial, but a lot of rappers are coming out t- talking about it now. Um, yeah. That the industry is rigged. The music industry is rigged. They, yeah, you know, when you look at people like Little Nas X, Takashi, mm-hmm. for instance, people who draw a reaction out of people, they put them higher than, you know, the Kendricks and, the, you know, the Drakes just because they know that they can sell and people are drawn to that attention. Do you think the industry is rigged nowadays? It's more rigged now, definitely, because it's computer-driven. See, before, it was it was consumer-driven where it was like, okay, 
you literally get up, you make a song, you put it, you put the CD out, and a person, the person that tell you if the CD is whack or not. Right. So now you have bots, and now you have like social media, social media. Like I said, it, it's to the point now where I can't even take an artist. Like basically, I put it like this, right? I sell more records and sell more units than big artists, but you would never know that I made the song because of the mass marketing machine behind the artist. But at the end of the day, I still feel good in myself because you know what? I can still, I'm still that still that classic feeling of making a dope record and putting it out and people feeling it is still there. You know what I'm saying? So the game is rigged 120 percent. Oh, most definitely. And I always talk about this too. This show business is called show business, and a lot of people mm-hmm. forget about the show part. And which is why I was telling you uh, earlier about you know certain you know artists that will come on your platform. I watched a couple of interviews, and a lot of them forget about the show. You know, you yeah. can have the, all the jury you want, but people need to see that personality, see who you are, because, you know, you come on an interview and all you do is just sit there and, you know, be generic with your answers. It don't give people the opportunity to to interact. But then you see people like Takashi, for instance, who's loud mm-hmm. and abrasive. People are drawn to that because he's giving people what they're looking for. But um, you know he, what? I, but, but, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, go, go, go. No, no, I was going to say, too, a lot of that comes from, though, also the fact that he's willing to do anything for fame. See, artists like myself, though, see, you, as you, you look at it, he snitched on a whole crew. He brought down a whole... And it's, and it's a lot of racial... It is a lot of racial stuff with it, too. Don't get me wrong. It's racism, pure, pure as day racism. But, you know, it's in a sense where, at the end of the day, though, it, it, he would do anything for fame. You know what I'm saying? And that's a lot of times, too, like, great artists, we don't want to be famous. We, wanna, we want people to hear our music. So the lines get blurred because a lot of times, like even me as a DJ, sometimes people won't even book me because I'm not like this big social media DJ with the fedora, the fake fedora and all of that stuff. But at the end of the day, I'm nice. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't be on your platform if I wasn't nice. You know what I'm saying? If I wasn't dope, you know? Right. So it has its trade-off. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh I'm seeing it in the, you know, because I'm not in the music industry. I'm in, the, you know, more into the acting mm-hmm. stuff, but... I see it too now where like I'll get an audition, right? And they'll be like, hey, you need, you know, 250,000 followers to even be considered for the project. So Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. It, it's forcing people to, I got to do anything to, you know, get those followers, you know, get my fan base up. And that's why uh, you made a good point. It is rigged because when you look at the mm-hmm. people who are popular now, Little Nas X, Takashi's of the world, you know, Takashi, people call him a snitch, but there's a reason why. He's still in the music industry because. But think of it they, this way, but they, he, but you know what? He's not in the music industry. He's in the the marketing industry. Uh, you you look at it like this, right? You couldn't tell me a song from. You could probably tell me his old stuff, but you I, you couldn't tell me a song from Little Nas X. You couldn't tell, and I DJ. You couldn't tell me a song from uh shit, even Takashi. You can't even tell you the name of his new song. You can't even tell you the name of it or a word from it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And- so you know. Yeah, I think, you know, because people, it's, it's considered a conspiracy to, you know, question the industries. And I'm not, mm-hmm. again, I'm not trying to, you know, make you, you know, a target of the music industry. But it's one no, of those no, things no. where, you know, a lot of rappers are coming out now saying, yeah, it's rigged. You know, when you look at, uh, you know, because I've had talks with people about this. When you look at the Kendricks of the world, they don't get promoted the same way that Little Nas X does. They don't. Uh, it's ra- it, honestly, bro, it's racist as hell. It mm-hmm. honestly has to do with race. It look like literally, and, and, and this is me. This is me. I'm in the business, so I know what it is. So, like, even like I've I've dealt with it myself. You know what I'm saying? So even like me starting my own company, like 
you know, started because I started a publishing company. My company is a, my label is the imprint of my publishing company. Because what happened was I started going to like I had an artist, I had a female artist, right? And we was buzzing, we was killing. She was a star. Like I had a popping, and this was right before Megan Meg the Stallion. So, and and you know, like no, like the way that I marketed her with lifestyle branding and stuff like that wasn't nobody doing that. And I right. figured out the niche. I was like, yo, nobody. And if you look, and nobody was doing that up to about 2019. And I, I started doing that shit in 2017, lifestyle branding and you know filming everything for Instagram and this, that, and the third. So, you know, even even down, I started noticing like I go to these companies. There's no black owned company. There's no. There's zero black owned. Zero. Not one. Not 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 one. Of that. There are no black owned. I think one. Probably Baby Grand Records. And my, my, my company is probably the only Black-owned publisher, like, on paper, not just, like, an Instagram page, but, like, a legit on-paper, pay taxes, out, you know what I'm saying, that type of brick-and-mortar label. There's no there's no Black-owned company. So the reason why a lot of it's rigged is because you have a lot of people out here, like I said, it's racist. You have a lot of, like, all these companies, like Spotify, for example, their Spotify is in Germany. Spotify is not even in America. You oh. know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, like they have a. I think they have a. Yeah, they have an office in New York, but that's it. But they. But the main headquarters, SoundCloud. SoundCloud, I think, is in Switzerland or Germany too. You know what I'm saying? So it's, even the producers. You look on YouTube. You got you got these these German producers teaching you how to make hip hop music. That's just that's just like, that's just crazy all in itself. You know what I'm saying? And they really be like trying to like. You can't teach somebody hip hop. You can't teach some. You, you have to live that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, imagine it, a white imagine a white producer teaching Dr. Dre how to make beats. You know how crazy that sounds, right? It's mm. it's unfortunate when you see the state, and I think that's why a lot of people are coming out and you know finally speaking about it. Because I've I've been saying it for the last year since I started this podcast. I think it's more important now. Like when you look at Little Wayne, right? He sold the whole rights to his catalog, you know, for a, a dollar amount. So it seems to me like a lot of because hip hop is a black thing i mean it's something originated in black culture it's a black art form yeah yeah but a lot of you don't see a lot of black artists actually owning anything in hip-hop now in anything and And, you know and a lot and it's sad because like i said i keep the fight a little bit right so even me like talking to somebody like you because you don't do music you do acting so i have to be i have to constantly be an ambassador for you get what i mean like you know what i'm saying like you, like that, that 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 new term they got racial literacy and shit like that. Like when I deal with white people, I have to be the ambassador because they think we all ignorant ass niggas. You know what I'm saying? Excuse my language, but that's literally they look so down upon us as far as on the like we're always late, we don't meet deadlines, we don't you know unprofessional. You know what I'm saying? So I I can't, I'm so burnt out from trying to be the the, the maverick of of that that I I sometimes can't even concentrate on music. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. And. It- and it's one of those things too, you have to play it safe because even for me, like I I know I have to watch what I say. I can't fight too much because at the end of the day, we all gotta get paid, right? And you know, if I say something that my agents don't like, you know, that's an automatic, uh, you know, we don't really want to work with him. We don't like the, the way he's approaching things, and it puts a at the end of the day, you gotta look out for your business, right? And I think that's why a lot of people don't really fight back, is because What's more important, fighting a good fight or getting that five million dollar paycheck? And see, you know that, but see, that's the problem too, because that five million. Think of it this way, right? Natural. I know everybody's with the Rainbow Coalition now and stuff like that, but we still. Just last year, I remember everybody protesting and black ownership this and black dollars this. What happened to that? Like, I'm literally like, yo, 
I'm like, yo, if I'm coming to I'm on a platform for a brother like Percy, I know this is gonna get Percy some looks. I know, okay, this is gonna get me some looks on, a, on another brother who who has a platform. You're more comfortable to talk to me than somebody else's wife. That's a dollar right there. So now that you're gonna go back, you're gonna be like, yo, Chase really got a deep story. Even if you don't even like what I post or like what I, the way I look, I got dope music, and you're still that's that's publishing money in my pocket. You right. know what I'm saying? And that's and, and that's the consumer base, and that's my. You can't even have a consumer base no more because it's so racist out here. You know what I'm saying? They've they they've demolished the sense of consumer base, and I'm like, I, I thought black people that's my consumer base. You know what I'm saying? People, are you in California? People in California, okay, black demographic. You know what I'm saying? The, the basic principles of business and marketing are, are totally gone because these companies are pumping in this "we are the world" nonsense, which all it all it is is just making everybody assimilate and look white. Oh, and look European, look European, not look white, but you look European. It's still a European aspect to everything. You feel me? Oh, most definitely. And and, yeah. and what you said, you said something perfect. Uh, you said what happened to all these talks, and that is always my biggest criticism, right? Is because as a black community, we have to keep supporting each other, having these talks. It seems like when it comes to content creating, being an artist. You don't really get that support. You know, this is, you know, people make these these funny memes, but it's true. It's like when you let's say you get hired by, you know, Burger King tomorrow, right? You get, you know, 100 likes, you know, people congratulations on the job, but you drop another podcast episode. You get 5 likes, maybe one comment. It's no like people don't it don't seem like people support you until you get to a certain level when you got the big money. But you know what? A lot and a lot of it is brainwashing though. You know what I'm saying? People today is the people today are so brain like even today, right? I just read something crazy, and I, I know we're getting off topic a little bit, but to stay on topic a little bit, think of it this way, right? I just read some article. Now you know we got the vaccine going on, we got COVID still going rampant. I just came from Atlanta. You wouldn't even think COVID existed down there. So you they nobody had a mask on, and they looking at me like I'm crazy because I had a mask on. So with that being said, right. It's to the point now, people don't even read what's going on in the world. People are, are like, like I just read some article that Bill Gates is trying to dim the sun. Like he has this, this sun, and this is real. This is on Forbes. This is not made up. This is like, on, I thought it was fake at first. And then I read it on Forbes, and it's like Bill Gates is trying to put like sulfuric acid in the, in the atmosphere to dim the sun and control the sun and how the sunlight works to control global warming. You know what I'm saying? It's real issues going on, and people are so TikTok this and Instagram that. Like, I watch people literally. Like, it just goes on a brainwashing topic. I, I watch people literally, like, mean every single thing of their life every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's sad, man. It's it's sad. And, like, uh, you know, I, I did a video with Jubilee recently about COVID. And I was talking about that whole Atlanta situation. It's like, you know, Bow Wow did a concert and no mask. People just not, you know, doing anything. But, you know, I think the reason why people do that is because music is one of those art forms where it brings people together. And unless people really rock with you, people don't really they don't really care. And I think I think the issue is we put so much stock into certain people that we forget core principles. Right. And that's why I say the industry is right, because, you know, yeah. It, 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 I mean, you see it in the pudding. I mean, Little Nas X, like you said, you you only know two songs from the man. There's no, I, mean, I think he only did two songs. If if he didn't do more, but I only know two songs. The latest song he just dropped. Come on, I mean, yeah, it, it's it's clearly written. But you know, but you know what? Yeah, and then and then on top of it, I'm mean, to add to what you're saying too. 
think of it this way, right? The reason why they're pumping him is because he's he's a black gay kid. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to, first of all, they're definitely trying to raise. If you say anything against, and then, once again, not but you know what I'm getting at. You know oh, what I'm saying? If you if you dare, you know what I'm saying? But I could be the, I could be a, a shitty ass nigga, lazy black nigga, all this bum shit. Oh, you ain't making a hundred thousand a year driving nine cars or two hundred thousand a year. You ain't got an AP. You broke and. You get what I'm getting at. So they oh, yeah. they know what they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing. But I and it's crazy because I used to work at Sirius, right? And uh-huh. I used to, I've seen it, I seen it all, bro. Like that was my first entree to the the professional aspect of the music industry. And I realized, like, wait a minute, I could do this my damn self. You know what I'm saying? It, but it, but but then like I said, there's a lot of brainwashing going on and a lot of eugenics eugenics type situations going on out here too. You oh, know, because yeah. I travel the world, you know, and they really, and, they, and it's working. They really ethnically cleansing everybody to be white. Oh, I mean, when you look at, um, you know, the people that cover hip hop, DJ Vlad, all, you know, DJ Academics, all of them, um, mm-hmm. you see the angle that they push. You see the narrative they're trying to, to, to shift. And that's, you know, when I see hip hop now, I was just having a deep conversation about this too. And I think it was with your wife off camera, but it's mm. one of those things where, like, I grew up in the 2000s, and I remember the days of you, you had Lauren Hill, you had L. Cool J, you had Missy Elliott, you had a bunch of different music you can listen yeah. to. Nowadays, all the all the hip-hop or all the, the music that's getting pay, uh, played, mm. gun violence, gang violence, you know, shooting up the block, doing drugs... It's like mm-hmm. what happened to the diversity. There's no, there's no more LL Cool J's. There's no more Lauren Hills. Nah, no but you know what? Elliot's. You gotta look at it like, but you gotta look at it like this, right? It is the out there, but think of it this way: we don't have the marketing dollars to make to give that a look. Okay, I'm gonna put it to you this way: I've been in the game a long time, right? So what mm-hmm. they started doing was, if you don't look, if you don't, and it goes down to a lot of politics with it too, right? If you don't like like Drake, right? Drake was shoved down y'all generation's throat. Drake, Drake was shoved. Down. Oh, most definitely. He was like literally shoved down y'all people's throats. And if you don't sound like this person, you're not a rapper. If you don't look like this person, you're not a rapper. So if they, there's a whole bunch of creative music out there, like I put out an album last year called Rich in Spirit, right? With uh, my guy Johnny Floyd. It did well. It did phenomenal. Dope music, dope. Co- and there's only four songs. A little EP. You know what I'm saying? But the songs are so potent. It is not one curse word on them songs. They're uplifting. We did a song called We Good Outside. But think of it this way. These are not the songs that they're going to play on the radio. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, even though, even though I could get it on the radio, I could get it on that, use my connections. They're not trying to, they want, they want the violent auto-tune, shoot them up, gang banging. But it, granted, it wasn't always like that. But because of the racism in these companies, they want to perpetuate that because, they say they make people think, okay, this is what people listen to. If I say, look, Percy, this is what's hot in the streets, right? And I'm a tastemaker and I have control of that. You're going to take my word for it, right? right? So there's a lot of people out here. You have a lot of misnomers and people who, in this company, basically agents of chaos. You have a lot of agents of chaos out there that work, like these people that work in these labels. They take more pictures than the artists. I, I see these people. I have to be friends with these people. These people are total agents of chaos. These people are cynics. They were bullied in high school. They were bullied in college. They were nobodies growing up. And now these people are, are in charge of uh, everyday culture, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I mean, it, it, you see it, but it's one of those things where when you question it, you know, you're considered a conspiracy theorist. And that, that's my only issue is like, when you look at the music industry now, this is my biggest problem. Because I like Pop Smoke. 
you know, I like the music now, but when you see the the people that make that that are successful right now, the artists that get mm-hmm. promoted, what is the common thing? The young black men or you know, females, young black women, the women are thick, you know, they look good, you know, everybody wants to, you know, take them home. Yeah, that's the a problem. Yep, got, got yep. the bedazzled jewelry on, you know, they look like they worth you know a hundred million dollars, even though they're probably not. But that's the image that they're trying to portray black people. And I tell mm-hmm. people like this is why so many black artists are getting killed nowadays. Like, I think o- over 10 popular artists were killed last year. Last year, last year, yep. Matter yeah. up. And it's funny, like with King Vaughn, right? It's crazy. Literally the night before, I had an interview, right? I literally said that it, 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 it was so crazy. My wife had called me. She was like, yo, King Vaughn got shot. And literally the night before that, I did an interview and I said, these labels are getting you artists shot. They're literally getting you, getting y'all killed. And, and then the day, like, literally, like, six, like, maybe 12 hours later, my wife's like, yo, King Vaughn got shot. You know, and it's a lot to it. You know what I'm saying? Once again, though, but it goes down to whole society thing. Like, even corporate structure now, like, even working at a job, it's to the point where now you have to be a cartoon character. If you black, you have to be a cartoon character. You know what I'm saying? It's weird. It's bugged out out here. You know what I'm saying? It's disgusting. And... It, it's, it's crazy because, uh, you know, I, I've talked to my younger brother about that because he wants to be a rapper. And I tell him, be careful out here because when you're young, you black and you look successful, you got the all those chains on, yo, they're out to get you. I mean, just look at, you know, I did a video about Bobby Schmurter. Mm-hmm. You see you see what they doing. They sent this man up to go back to prison. So Yeah, it's been it, parole's crazy, yeah. I mean, and that's another thing too. You said racism, and I made a, I made that point. It's like when you look at fences, Takashi snitched on a whole freaking gang, right? Yeah. He don't he don't got these parole restrictions. He don't have to be at home by eight o'clock. He can't hang out with his buddies. Well, he can't. It's all racist, say. right? It's all racism, though. But think of it this way: he's the only one. All, all black people got arrested. He he the only one that's out. And he mind you, now he was the one that was out there actually ordering the stuff to go down. And they was protecting, and honestly, they were protecting him. That's why I say you know that, right? That's why I say the industry is rigged. I mean, it's not my industry. I am not that well versed in it, but what you see is, I mean, you they can't slap you in the face harder, right? And I just tell people like, be, like just look at what's happening. Little Nas X, like we know what agenda they're pushing. They they want mm-hmm. you know the black gay man. They've done it in Hollywood m- multiple times. Like almost every major black Hollywood star did a gay role or did some type of drag or dressed up as a woman at some point to get to the career that they but it want. goes but it goes but it goes back to what you said earlier too though bro like at the end of the day but a lot of that comes from they're they're eliminating black unity they I mean they probably already eliminated it but the, you know there's still some of us like me and you out there for the fight but as, as far as the sense of black unity it's totally erased like it's it's gone the, the idea of it is gone like it's gone you know what I'm saying so oh yeah the, the dollar, like even a dollar, each one help one and stuff like that, pulling each other up and stuff like that is totally gone, you know? Oh, it's definitely gone. And and, and that's the biggest issue with our community. We don't, we don't band together, right? Like when this whole Black Lives Matter thing happened, you know, yeah, you know, a couple, you know, celebrities, you know, tweeted about it, but look what's happened. The camera stopped rolling. Nobody talks about it no more. We, we're not unified. We don't help each other out. It's so oh. bad to the point where, and I, I talk to people about this all the time. Like, I walk past black people on the street, and I already get defensive. I already yep, get defensive. And I'm like, they yep. grilling you, looking you sideways. Yep. I'm like, why well, I gotta do that to my own people? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and you know, it, it's, it's sad to see the state that we're in, but it won't 
it won't change until we all speak up. But a lot of people care more about the money than they do about, you know, their fellow man. So mm-hmm. uh, ain't no black union, like you said. I, I firmly agree with you on that. Um, you know, so let me, you know, we talked about enough controversial stuff. I don't want to, you know, get us black banned or, you know, blacklisted. Um, nah, we good, we good. <laughs> um, you know, what do you see yourself, what has your journey been like during the pandemic? And what do you see yourself uh, heading in the next couple of years? Honestly, man, uh, out of New York for one, because I want to like have an office and, you know, hire more people and, you know, have work, work full time for myself. And New York is so expensive, so I can't work full time with the music. But, um, you know, more more awards. I got, you know, I got Spotify plaques coming. Um, and, with, well, to go back, COVID was actually pretty good for me because last year, like, I definitely, um, you know, I got a lot of things done. I won a lot of music awards last year. I put out a lot of I put I think I put out, like, 20-something, like, albums last year or something like that. I put out a dope album called Rich and Spirit with Johnny Floss. Um, signed my first, I got my, like, yeah, he was my first, like, signee on my label. Um, you know, I did, I, last year was pretty good. Like COVID wasn't bad to me. Um, and I work for the post office, so I was kind of abusing my federal privileges last year. So <laughs> that's another thing, but, um, you know, just in a couple of years, it's more, more, uh, more of the same, you know what I'm saying? I've accomplished like literally everything that I wanted to, and I, I'm, I'm happy to actually say that, but now just more like the bigger money, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get more, getting some music and some movies and I'm actually working on that now. Um, you know, more the same. Just, I want to office and, you know, be, you know, be sustained, you know what I'm saying? Be a sustainable company, you know? Right. Um, you know, if there's one piece of advice that you, if anybody listens to this interview, mm-hmm. as someone, because a lot of people want to be rappers now or artists, what is mm-hmm. one piece of advice? If you, if there's anything, one thing you can give them, what is it? Honestly, right now, just be half tough skin. You know what I'm saying? Because you're going to get a lot of people who don't support you. You get a lot of people who don't believe in you. So you got to still, like, wake up and motivate yourself to do it. So have tough skin. is, is, is that's, that's probably, like, the overall covers everything in, in that sense. Because you're going to deal with so much BS. And you're going to deal with so much, like, so much, like I said, the people are unreliable. So you got to be ready for any and everything in this business. You have to be ready for, like, I done been through it all. So you don't have to be ready for it, you know. And don't be a slave to social media. That's, that's the number one thing. Don't you be know, a slave to it. Yeah, yeah. I will. It's sad because I agree with you, but I will also say you also need that social media. It's unfortunate, but you gotta yeah. promote yourself. No, no. Nah, nah, but I'm saying don't be a slave to it. Uh, so still okay. put out, still put out dope music. Still put out dope, dope. You know what I'm saying? If you want to be an artist, now if you want to be a content creator, that's one thing. But if you want to do music and make timeless dope music still, and give something people that can feel, definitely just you know don't be a slave to it because it takes out it's it, the lines get blurred, you know? Yeah, yeah, almost oh, definitely. And then you get yeah. a lot of artists that, because they're so ingrained with it, they be dropping music that's not even finished. It don't sound good. Nobody wants to listen to it. So when they do drop the final version, nobody wants to tune in. Um, you know, this has been a good conversation, man. You know, I think it's one of those conversations that we need to have, you know, because we mm-hmm. don't talk about it often. And I think especially now during the pandemic with a lot of young, you know, content creators and you know artists you know trying to make their way into the industry it's important to hear from someone like you who's been Mm -hmm. through it who understands the business you know to give them some insight so you know like i said you you know you host your your podcast you're a businessman you're doing your stuff where people can find you or listen to your podcast and stuff like that uh just uh you um go to my instagram page uh underscore dj chase underscore 
Um, that's pretty much it. Just Google me, the pregame party miss podcast. Google DJ Chase. There's an African DJ Chase, but it's the only one me. So yeah, I'll pop up on Google, Spotify, DJ Chase, um, Bandcamp, DJ Chase. Actually, I got a, I got two beat tapes out, so go get the DJ Chase Got Beats Volume 8. And I got another one, DJ Chase Got Beats Volume 9. I put out a lot of beat tapes. Um, you know, just some production, some dope, you know, some dope beats and just vibe out like some lo-fi chill beats and stuff like that. So Go get those. Go get Rich and Spirit with my guy Johnny Floss out now on, on all the streaming platforms. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, absolutely, man. It was a pleasure to have you, DJ Chase, giving the yeah. youth and educating the youth about the industry. I try, man. I try. I try. We need more people like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man? your brother, your brother's in Oswego. You know what I'm saying? I, I got to kind of turn the spot because your, your boy's in Oswego. So that's what <laughs> oh, I yeah. started at. So yeah. yeah, man. But you know, on this podcast, right, when we talk about these issues, it's not to, you know, start trouble. It's not to, you know, cause controversy. It's to educate people and promote positivity. And I think we've we've been able to accomplish a lot in such a short amount of time. There's no reason to do a whole hour, you know? So, you know, I hope people enjoyed this conversation. Me and DJ Chase, I'm sure I'll have you on again. And like I always say, a helping hand is a better hand.